Hello, uh, my name is Brady Silverwood, and I am uh, doing something pretty interesting right now in my life, and um, I'm trying to inspire myself and inspire other people as well to go after the things they want to do in life, um, to believe in themselves, to not listen to what other people have to say. And I really want to show people that anything is possible uh, because I lost that belief a couple months ago when I was transitioning out of my, my uh, job and my job was my identity. It's what I did for over two years. I founded a company in college called Sunny Co Clothing. Had a lot of success with it, but it became my identity. And when I transitioned out of that job, I started to doubt myself a lot. I started to lose a lot of the confidence that I had in myself. And Along that journey, I had lost that belief for a little bit that anything was possible. And I was very confused, and it was a very uh, just uncomfortable point, I guess, in my life. And through that experience, I joined this run club, and I started running, and I was never a runner before, and I started to do things that my mind didn't know I was capable of, and I'll, I'll jump into it in a second, but pretty much it has led me to what I'm doing now, and I'm sharing this journey with everyone on Instagram and Facebook so far. Uh, but someone had recently mentioned to me that I should do a podcast about this, and um, I think I think it's a great idea. So that's that's what we're doing here. Um, so I'm gonna be talking about my journey here. I don't know how many days a week I'll be posting. Maybe once a week to start off. Um, this is episode one. I think I'm going to call this the long run uh, because uh, I'm on a long run right now. <laughs> All right, so kind of back to that story. Um, transitioned out of my company, was very lost. And one of my roommates in LA, uh, Taylor Offer, he pretty much dragged me out of bed on this Saturday morning and said, Brady, uh, let's go to this run club in LA. And I, like I said, I was not the running type. Um, I was hungover. I think we had gone out the night before. Um, you know, I'm a, I, at the time I was a year out of college and still kind of into the, the party scene, I'd say. Um, so that along with, you know, not not sure of what I was doing in my life with my company and all those elements, uh, running was the last thing on my mind. It was the last thing I wanted to do. And he dragged me out of bed. I, I went to this run club. It's called the Grand AC Run Club in Los Angeles. And we met in West Hollywood and we had the option of running three, four or five miles. And so when I heard that, I was like, all right, this, you know, doesn't sound like they're all that intensive runners. So I guess I could do it. And I went and of course I chose the three mile option, not, not a runner. And, uh, yeah, that first day was hard. I remember I was like huffing and puffing because like, I barely finished, but I did the three miles and I remember just, you know, feeling really great and like feeling that I kind of got something accomplished early in the day 
which for me at the time I was waking up maybe 11, 12 every day. I just wasn't very motivated in my life. Um, so from there, the, the head guy of the run club, his name's Luke Gledhill. Luke uh, got my number and I swear this dude texted me every single week um, just saying hey Brady it's Luke what's up man I hope you can join us this Saturday for Run Club and I don't know if I've ever told Luke this but I gotta be honest the first couple weeks you know because I, I would keep going out on the Friday nights and the first couple weeks I think I I maybe made up some excuses of why I couldn't go to the run club. Uh, oh, I, you know, missed my alarm or I'm not feeling too good or whatnot. Uh, but then something really funny happened. I started to, I started to almost feel bad a little bit, and not only bad for Luke, but bad for myself um, because I knew it was something good for me to be doing not only just the running but to be around community and to be doing something early in the day to be um, not just I guess wasting away my day my days Um, so yeah this funny thing started happening where I wouldn't go out as much on the Friday nights so I could you know kind of be fresh and and not miss out on the run club because if I go out the Friday night then on the Saturday I wouldn't be feeling good and sometimes it was it almost felt like it was a little out of my control because I was feeling so bad it was so easy to put it off Um, so yeah I started not going out on the Friday nights and I started showing up more and more to the Saturdays for run club and Somewhere along those lines, maybe this is... So I joined the run club in August of last year, 2018. And I'd say maybe around October time, that's when I started to run in between the run club days. So I would just go out on the Tuesday, go out on the Thursday. And as crazy as it sounds, I was literally the person that it needed... I needed so much motivation to get up and go out and go running. And it kind of became this thing where I I almost didn't have to motivate myself as much to get up and go and run. It almost became a habit. I kind of got the run bug, the running bug, as people call it. Um, and I think, too... Um, a little bit of this experience is kind of because I knew every time I did it, it was helping me, it felt good. And once I surpassed a, a certain threshold of the running, you know, that's when the endorphins would be going. And the way I kind of describe it to people is uh, when, you're, when you just get your driver's license and you're in your car and you're jamming out with your music and you're just driving by yourself for the first time and just that feeling of just freedom I started to feel that when I was running and it it was just such um, it's such an experience I wouldn't be worrying about my problems again at this time I was so confused in my life I didn't know what I was going to be doing next as a job I was very depressed. I was into a lot of alcohol, like I was talking about. So running kind of became this escape for me. And I just being around the running community, people were talking about half marathons and running marathons. And before in my life, I never would have even like literally conceptualized like how much work that would take to accomplish a half marathon or marathon. I was the kid growing up in, you know, middle school that wouldn't want to, like, be uh, at school on PE when, uh, on PE days that we had to run the mile, you know. 
I was also the same kid that like played baseball um, and maybe honestly because there wasn't too much running involved I just I was not a track star I was not into track I was running was you know not my forte and uh, anyways just being around that environment it started to kind of pop in my head like maybe I could you know maybe I could do a half marathon and so I started to train for a half marathon in November of last year. Um, it was going to be in Santa Monica. And a couple weeks before it, I won't forget, I lifetime had maybe ran 10 miles in one sitting. That was the furthest I had ever ran. And for those that don't know, a half marathon is 13.1 miles. Um, so this one day, I'm in the... I'm in my gym in LA and I'm on the treadmill and in my head I really didn't know if I could run 13 miles so I told myself I'm gonna run 13 miles on this damn treadmill and I ended up doing it it took me three hours and uh, yeah I know that there's like the you should only be on the treadmill for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is I broke that that rule that day but um anyways I I did it and then two weeks after that uh, my dad came and supported me in Santa Monica and I finished my first half marathon and I think it was an hour 56 minutes my goal that I had set was to finish under two hours so it's amazing you know two weeks before the half marathon I didn't even know if I could do the 13 miles. And then once I did that, then I was setting a goal of a time that I could get under. Uh, but it really wasn't about the time for me. It was really about um, this, is, this is kind of like a changing spirit. You know, I'm, I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to... Uh, Kind of not coast through life. I want to really uh, be someone I can be proud of, and and I just felt so accomplished when I finished that half marathon. Um, I think I honestly got a little emotional right after it because I felt like um, I was not only running for myself but running for so many other people out there, and. Uh, yeah, so it kind of just started this this chain uh, reaction of getting into like these workout challenges. So at the same time, my friend and uh, business partner Alan Alchalel uh, was training for a half Ironman in I think it was going to be in April of 2019 in Texas. And he kind of saw through social media. He was living in San Diego at the time. And uh, he was just seeing all the kind of running I was doing. And we were on a phone call together. And he kind of just like nudged it in there a little bit. Like, oh, well, I see you're doing all this running. And, you know, want to do a half Ironman? And for those that don't know, a half Ironman is... You do a 1.2 mile swim, and then right after that you do a 56 mile bike ride, and then right after that you do a half marathon, 13.1 mile run. So, um, again, I was just like, I was kind of brand new to all this, so on the phone call I pretty much listed every excuse to why I would not join him in that half Ironman. And at the very end of the phone call, I was just like, you know what, why not? Fuck it, I'll do it. So from that point on, I was training for a half Ironman in April. So I'd be going to the gym, I'd be, I'd be you know, biking, I'd be uh, running on the treadmill, I'd be swimming in the pool, whatnot. And um, for me, I just, I tried to keep it really simple. So. I knew in my head, I'm like, all right, uh, I could probably read some books on how to do a half Ironman, or 
I could get a trainer to try and help me to do a half Ironman. Or I can literally just think of the logistics it takes to do a half Ironman. Uh, all right, so I have to do a 1.2 mile swim. Let me go in a pool. Uh, let me get goggles. Let me just get in the pool and start swimming, you know? And then for the biking, at first I was in the gym on the bikes, but then eventually I bought a bike and I went in Santa Monica on the boardwalk and I started. I tried to make my training um, as real as it would be. The only instance where I didn't make it 100% real is I only trained in a pool. So when you're in the ocean, it's a little bit different. Um, but I think that's the, the best advice when you're training for anything in life is to try to simulate it how it's actually going to happen. Um, so another thing that I, I give advice to people now is if you have a competition or a race and it's your first time and you're super excited about it, there's a chance you might not get that much sleep. And a lot of your training days, you're getting a lot of sleep. So that's another thing. Maybe try to keep yourself up for one of the training days and train off of not as much sleep. Um, Cause that's just the truth of it is, uh, well, I'll get it. I'll get into that. So basically I'm doing all this training for the half Ironman and, um, I sold my company in December. Um, and I pretty much into January, I was training hard for the half Ironman. It was a, it was a way for me to just dive deep into something else because at this point I had like nothing else that I was really doing in my life and uh, you know I, I even did some traveling and uh, went to Thailand for two weeks by myself and that was a very I guess spiritual um, journey and trip over there um, where being in the hectic LA like kind of scene where it was almost it almost felt like every day I was having to answer to people and tell them yeah well I was working at this company and now I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm such an honest person that you know that's how I would respond whereas you know maybe some other people would make up some lies oh, I'm doing this now and whatnot um, but I was being very truthful and then it would start to get in my head like Dude, you don't know what you're doing next? What do you mean? You should you should know, you know? So uh, I just dived deep into this training for the half Ironman. And um, when I got back from that trip in Thailand, uh, it was like I kind of got got back into that whole thing of, of self-doubt and, and confidence and just like, you don't know what you're doing next. And, uh, finally I just, you know, I kind of just looked at it and said, you know, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next. And yeah, I've, I've been starting some things, um, on the side and not really finishing them. But the one thing I have been putting a lot of time and effort into and getting results is this whole working out and people, People, when I first told them, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a half Ironman, I'm, I'm doing a half marathon, I'm training, I'm going to do a, a, a marathon after that. And uh, people would kind of, in a condescending way, say, um, you know, like, oh, that's, so, that's, that's, that's good. That's really good for you that you're working on yourself. And for a long time, I kind of, like didn't value what I was doing and one day I just I thought to myself I'm like you know what it is pretty dope that I'm working on myself and it is pretty dope that I'm putting in these hours into training and I'm accomplishing these workout challenges that I never would have thought Brady would be possible and capable of doing um Again, I've never thought of myself as a runner. I've never thought of myself really as an athlete. Pretty much sat on the bench 
for most of my sports teams in high school. I was always, I always had the, the physical talent, I would say, but uh, when it came to the mental, uh, mental focus and mental strength, I didn't really gain that until, until I, I was able to mature and become more secure of myself and, and um, as I grew older, I think. Um, so yeah, the training for the half Ironman and I, I was, um, going to the run club one of the days and then Luke, right, mentions to me, well, Brady, the LA marathon is the end of March. Are you going to do that? And then my head really started spinning because I was like, well, this half Ironman, like, I don't, this half Ironman is crazy enough, right? And then to add a, a LA marathon, which, you know, I've never done two weeks before that, I was like, uh, but I literally thought of it and I was like, how could I say no to the guy who got me into this kind of, uh, just whole journey of of working on myself and uh, growing um, and just learning that anything is possible again. Like, how can I say no to that guy? Um, so I said yes, and I signed up for the LA Marathon. That was the end of uh, March, and. I finally just, you know, accepted that, you know, maybe this isn't a job, but I'm, I'm getting into these workout challenges and they're cool and they, it makes me feel good. And, um, I wasn't even at the point where I felt like I could inspire others through doing these things. Um, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to take on that marathon. So I, I took it on and I remember the night before just hearing all the advice from everyone talking about talking about it and I knew that I needed to stay calm out there and I knew that I I couldn't couldn't overrun the first couple miles because you hear that that people get so excited that they're running the fastest pace they've ever ran in their life and then they get they kind of hit this wall everyone talks about you hitting a wall it's a 26 mile race right so um I kind of just went into it like I'm I'm gonna get this thing you know I can do this and I at this point so before I was saying how the most I had ever ran was 10 at this point going into the LA marathon the most miles I'd ever ran was 15 and around mile 16 is when I hit my wall and uh, it kind of makes sense I mean think about it my body had never gone over 15 miles in one run so when it hit 16 it was probably like alright like uh, yeah you should stop right now Um, and I remember it was just it was just such a wall where my whole body just felt like it was like, all right, no more, no more in the tank. And what was so like kind of uh, interesting about that experience is after I was able to kind of like maybe walk half a mile and start to kind of slowly get back the energy, I kind of realized, I, I realized, well, I've hit the wall already that I'm not gonna hit a second wall. Um, it, it was almost like a rock bottom feeling like it can only go up from here and I finished the I finished the LA marathon in about five hours and um, I remember thinking in my head well there's no way in two weeks from now I could do I could do the half Ironman keep in mind too I didn't even mention this I rolled my ankle a week before the the full LA marathon. So with all the training I was doing, I had to literally take a week off right before the race. 
um, of no running, no walking, none of that. Um, so again, it was a very mental battle, but when I finished the LA marathon, I thought to myself, how, how can I do that half Ironman in two weeks? It's crazy. And I just gave myself a day and then a day, a day later, I, after kind of soaking in that accomplishment, I messaged my buddies and I was like, all right, let's, let's get ready to go to Texas. So, um, going to Texas and, um, I did, did the half Ironman out there and believe it or not, we, um, we were doing the race in Galveston, Texas, and they had kind of mentioned that there could be a possible storm that was going to hit during the race. Uh, at first, I, I heard of it as just like a little bit of rain or whatnot. Well, it was like a full-on storm, and it hit when I was... So like I said, you start with a 1.2-mile swim, and... Uh, than the 56 mile bike ride it hit when I was about 50 miles into the into the bike ride and there's people walking their bikes in I mean the wind and the rain and the lightning this was just like I felt like I was biking through the eye of a storm and uh it was unreal but I I told myself I'm not gonna not gonna stop I'm not gonna uh, you know, I've worked too hard for this. I gotta, gotta see it through. And sure enough, I got into the running portion and they just completely called it. They weren't letting anyone run. And, um, it was just such like a shock feeling because, you know, the, the marathon was very sentimental to me. Um, but the half Ironman was just something that I really put on this pedestal, like, wow, like what a challenge, you know? Um, so the fact that I wasn't able to complete it, not like on my own, the fact that weather controlled it, uh, really for that first day, uh, frustrated me. But then the next day I really looked at it as like, I finished the swim of the race, I finished the bike of the race, and I knew I would have had, I think I would have had three and a half hours to run 13 miles, and I could have done that in like two and a half hours. So, um, considering, you know, I was pretty exhausted and whatnot, um, but I knew I had the energy and I would finish on time and, and finish that half Ironman. Um, so anyways, I was able to walk away from that experience, um, again, very just kind of feeling accomplished and feeling like, you know, I, I can do anything. I can, I can, um, I can set a goal and then reach it. And yeah, the, the only other, um, thing that I'd like to talk about the half Ironman is during the swim, I was very fearful of the swim. Like I said, it was the only part of the training that I didn't simulate it to be perfectly like it would be um, in the race. And I just said perfectly, but now that I'm thinking about it, you can't perfectly simulate anything uh, because once you get into it, anything can happen. But regardless, uh, the swim scared the shit out of me. Uh, I had never swam a mile before, and there was 20 buoys in the water. The first buoys, I want to say, were yellow. The first, like, 10 buoys were yellow, and then the last 10 buoys were orange. And um, I won't forget, I barely, I barely got to the first yellow buoy, so I knew there was 19 more after that. And I was already winded. Um, it was so hectic with people's, you know, feet kicking you in the water. And, like, pretty much the water was so murky. I couldn't see anything under there. I wasn't going in a full, like, kind of straight path when I was swimming. So it was just, like, this very an anxious anxiety moment. 
and I remember I had like the sink or swim feeling. I remember thinking I just trained for like four or five months for this race and I don't know if I can even finish the swim portion. And I just told myself, just take it one buoy at a time. And I, I think like out of all the workout challenges I've done, that was the most kind of valuable experience I had um, because I've, I've kind of taken that, you know, taken that mindset with me um, on, the, on the journey I'm on right now. So let me get into that. That's what this whole podcast is going to be about, but I really wanted to shed some background on how I got here. Um, so yeah, what, what is the long run? What am I doing right now? So I told you about the half marathon, the half Ironman and the marathon. What I didn't tell you is in early March before the marathon and before the half Ironman, I had been thinking about doing something big after I completed both of those challenges. And I had heard of uh, a musician, Mike Posner, walking across America. And I had joked with one of my roommates and said, well, I really don't, like I was driving Uber, I was, I was just bored. I had no idea what I was going to do next. And I told my roommate, I was like, well, dude, that's kind of cool. Like maybe I could join him for like a couple days on his walk. I'm literally not doing anything. So that, that idea kind of came up maybe at the beginning of the year. And then in March, I woke up this one morning. It's bizarre how this happened, but I just woke up this one morning. I took out my journal and I wrote three pages. And I wrote about how I was going to not walk, but run across America. And I would do it to not only inspire others, but also inspire myself. Because throughout this whole journey, um, like I've been talking about, I have been accomplishing things that I never thought were possible. So in doing all these things, it's been inspiring myself as well. Um, So anyways, I wrote that down and I said, I'm going to run across America and I'm going to start on the East Coast. I think I maybe wrote like New York. I didn't really know, just East Coast. And I would finish in San Diego, my hometown at 15th Street, Del Mar Beach powerhouse park um kind of where just like it all started for me this is where I grew up going to the beach uh this is where you know for prom pictures we would go to the beach and take pictures there it's just like the beach where where I kind of grew up and I I wrote this down in my journal And I knew I had the the marathon coming up and I knew I had the half Ironman coming up. So I didn't tell anyone for a full month. I just knew this idea and concept in my head uh, because I knew I wanted to focus on the marathon and focus on the half Ironman first before I start. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a football coach talking about the Super Bowl before he even gets there. You know, they don't do that. So, anyways, uh, didn't tell anyone, and then finally, after I finished, or, you know, tried to finish the half Ironman, uh, I told, I started telling people, so, uh, I, I told, uh, the guys I went on the Ironman with, and they were just like, wow, that's crazy, I told my, I had a girlfriend at the time, uh, we were only dating for about a month, Um, so that was, as you can imagine, a very shocking thing to a girl you've only been seeing for a month. Um, and she was very supportive of it, but we both kind of came to the agreement that, uh, we hadn't 
kind of been together long enough to do a long distance thing. Um, she like mentioned that she would have to go on hinge right away. So I was like, all right. Uh, but we're kind of at the point where maybe we'll, we'll revisit, uh, the relationship at a, at a, another date, I guess. Um, so anyways, told her, told, uh, told my family. I went back to San Diego and told them I'm going to run across America in about a month or so. And, um, that's where that's where the whole thing just started to get crazy because like I said I was only I was the only one who knew about this and it was in my head and it was kind of like I'm gonna do this thing and um, once I started telling people it started getting me like so excited um, just because everyone's reaction was just like oh my god that's insane like I can't believe you're gonna do this and blah 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 and, um, and, and everyone had their own little opinion on it and, oh, you should go to this place or you should do this and blah, 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 blah. So it was just a lot of, um, a lot of noise kind of coming into this just innocent, very simple idea that I had. Um, and I say simple, like, yeah, it's a, it's a very big idea, but. Um, I kind of just simplified it and made it small. Um, so, yeah, I told everyone the idea about how I'm going to run across America. And in my head, I knew, I knew that I couldn't waste too much time. I knew that I needed to get started soon because the last thing I wanted to have happen is me to overanalyze the challenge. Um, it's kind of like if you're if you're on like a 30 foot cliff, and you're about to jump in the water, and you're just looking down and you're looking down and you're looking down, and then you notice five minutes have passed, ten minutes have passed, and uh, you kind of just psych yourself out of doing it. And I was I gotta be honest, I was getting to this point. Because, you know, I started, I started even like Googling some things about it. And, you know, I was just hearing all these different kind of like running experts tips and, and uh, what you should do with your body and um, just all this, you know, stuff. And I just knew that I needed to, to get this thing going. So kind of like for the half iron man i thought of the basic things that i needed for the trip i thought of well i'm not going to be able to do this alone i need to hire a driver um i need to i'm not going to be getting hotels every night so uh, i need to get like an rv that i can sleep in at night and uh so i need to get an rv i need to get a driver and then as far as like filming the whole thing, I can pretty much do a lot of the content, um, because I, I'm just kind of, uh, I, I, it's, it comes very natural to me, and it's, it's, uh, I enjoy it, um, so yeah, so I pretty much just thought of those, like, simple things, and then, like, yeah, I need workout clothes, I need running shoes, um, and, from there, I'll kind of like figure out the rest as I go. Um, so I went to New York after after leaving LA, saying bye to all family and friends and all that. And I went to New York and I stayed with a friend out there for about a week. And that was kind of my send off from New York. And uh, yeah, from there, I... I um, met up with with the driver that I had hired so the way that worked out is I initially was trying to hire um, I was trying to hire someone who had videographer experience and it turned out that he couldn't go as quickly as I wanted to go so I was very bummed at first and thought oh man like you know, it's almost like when things don't go your way and you're you're trying 
to do something as crazy and big as what I was doing, that some little rejection can just kind of, you can almost turn it into an excuse like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this whole thing. But instead I just said, you know what? There's one person that I know that might do this, like that's crazy enough and might do this. So I thought of a college friend of mine, Nate Heiser. And uh, this is the guy that had said to me in college, you know what, Brady, it'd be so cool one day if, if I was like a trucker and could just see the whole country. And so I remember him saying that and I called him up and I said, I was like, Nate, I have something big for you. Um, and I think I like iced him a little bit because I was like, uh, I'm going to call you back a little bit later and we'll discuss it. So he, he had to sit on like kind of the suspense of what I was going to tell him. And yeah, I called him back and was just like, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to run across America and I need a driver. Like, do you want to do this? And uh, he was pretty much in. And uh, so when I was in New York City for about a week, he, he, was, uh, he was in Montana at the time working at like a ski resort um but he hadn't he hadn't committed to a summer job yet so he left montana went to arizona to say bye to his family that's where he's from and flew out to new york and from there i'm like all right i got you know one check for the driver but now we have to get the rv so me and him went to new jersey and um pretty much like showed up at this RV rental agency and um, this was a Saturday May 4th and uh, my my plan was to get going and start the run by May 5th and I told uh, I told the agency I was like I think they had 30 minutes like left I think they were only open to like one o'clock and it was like 1230. And I told them, I was like, we need to get an RV today. Um, and they're like, well, I don't, I don't know if we could help you today. Like, there's only 30 minutes left. And the guy was, I would just kept insisting, kept insisting. It was like, there was no other plan. And uh, he said, oh, is that like a deal breaker if you don't get it today? And I was like, yeah, you don't understand. I'm, I'm going to run across America t- starting tomorrow. I need to go. I need to like, you know, it was again, this fear of like, not starting and psyching myself out so I needed to get started Um, so I was very persistent and we we got the RV that Saturday and the Sunday we just picked a spot on the map of the of the kind of coastline so I could touch the Atlantic Ocean and we picked this just random town called Kingsburg New Jersey and yeah we just we got set up for that Sunday and sure enough the weather was just terrible it was cloudy it was rainy it was windy it was cold and luckily I had some like warm gear to be wearing so I put that on and went down to the beach and kind of even just gave this little bit of a speech about this whole journey and and kind of what I've talked about today of just how wow, I've been through such a transformational period and this whole run is, is not just for me, it's, it's for all these other people. And I was able to tie in charities to this whole thing. So it's became so much bigger than just me running. It's became something where I can shed light on diseases and causes that, uh, need light to be shed on um so anyways that was that was day one may 5th it is today is the start of day 27 i have ran 283 miles so far um sounds even just crazy to say that out loud um yeah, this whole, this whole journey has been unreal uh, for me. It's, it's been something that, you know, 
it like I like I told you guys, it it was something that was just written on a piece of journal paper about uh, you know two three months now ago, and um, you know this is this is kind of the first time I've like reflected on. on kind of how far I've came just so far in this journey and uh, it's emotional for me because uh, again it's just like anything is possible man like I was not a runner and to to go from not even knowing if I could run 13 miles to now I've been running about 10 to 15 miles per day and I'm, I'm running across the entire country. I'm running across all different kinds of people and all different types of towns and just like really uh, like I can feel it. I'm, I'm inspiring a lot of people through what I'm doing. And it's only, you know, it's not even been a full month yet. Um, for those that don't know, the kind of, you know, marker I've set is about eight to ten months for the entire run. But, you know, I don't I don't even like to focus on that because uh, this run is about living in the moment. This run is about um, taking it one day at a time. If if I you know, went into this run impatient, um, there's no chance in hell that I would be as far as I am so far in this journey. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily about when I finish. Um, it's about enjoying every day and it's about inspiring people every day. Um, as you know, as I can do so during this run. Um, so yeah, this is a very long-winded way of telling you guys what the long run means, but, um, this is the long run. I'm on day 27, uh, 283 miles. I'm about to surpass 300 miles. Um, I don't even know, like, I don't really look at my stats, but I guarantee there's been some years where I don't even hit 300 miles on the year. So the fact that I've been able to do this in a month is, it's amazing. Um, so when I say anything is possible, I hope you can understand where I'm coming from with that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of start this podcast. Um, and share, share some, you know, things I learned along the way, and, uh, again, like, your, your guys' support throughout this entire thing is, has been just so overwhelming, and I'm so just, like, grateful to be able to do this, um, you know, it's, it's, such a a beautiful thing such a beautiful thing Um, again I kind of talked about how running has given me such freedom in my life and this is you know this is the most freeing thing ever the fact that I can just be running across America um, and and like be able to logistically do that to have the freedom to do that is uh is very powerful so i'm very fortunate i'm very fortunate that my last company i was able to take what i've learned from that and and also self-fund a lot of this through that company um and kind of find myself and find out what i'm all about and this is what I'm all about. I mean, I've never felt prouder of anything I've done in my entire life. And this month we've raised close to $5,000 for National Alliance on Mental Illness. 
which is something that, you know, like I kind of mentioned, I, I, I went through a lot of depression uh, at the end of this past year and still, you know, I, I'm, I've been managing it for the, the past, uh, I'd say like five years off and on. So um, that meant a really big deal to me to be able to raise that money and awareness and next month I'm going to be raising money and awareness for cystic fibrosis. Um, I had a very close family friend that was born with the disease, only had two years to live according to doctors, and the dude Liam Hearn, uh, what, a, what a champion, he lived to be 24 years old with a smile on his, a smile on his face every day. and. Uh, he inspires me so much. So the next month I'm gonna dedicate my running to him. And every month after that, I'm gonna choose a new charity um, that just feels right. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to support my cause, this is the only reason I'm really recording a podcast is uh, to sh- you know find another way that I can reach someone out there. Um, So yeah, if you'd like to support my cause, uh, you can go to my Instagram, at Brady Runs America. That's kind of where I've just been posting everything so far. Or on Facebook, my name is Brady Silverwood, and I post a lot of things now um, on there as well. Um, I just recorded this in one cut. I'm not going to go back and like you know, try to make it look perfect and whatnot. That's just how I am. Uh, I've never been a real structured person, and uh, it's kind of like how I just do things. I just jump in and kind of just do, do it the way that feels right to me. So, yeah, I hope you can support my cause and see, see that I'm really trying to do good for other people out here. And, uh, yeah, you've all, you've all inspired me so much along this way. And I can't wait to share more of this journey with you. All right. Thank you for listening to episode one of The Long Run. I got to get out there and go run. (laughs) All right. See you all. Have a great day.